Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. A lot of interesting things coming from me. And Tommy, do you have any major takeaways from uh, the sit-down we just had? Yeah, I just thought, um, you know, some, some good insight on a, on a bunch of different topics. And I, I think, you know... The, the the situation regarding Barrett, um, you know, it's it's I'm, I'm it's kind of the one thing I'm I'm interested to see, and also I thought his um, his uh, his opinion on uh, IQ getting a deal done, yes. I, I thought that was in, thought that was encouraging. Um, I I agree with him that the Knicks, you know, sh- certainly should prioritize uh, signing uh, quickly to an extension prior to the start of the season. I'm just curious if. IQ's camp is as uh, as as amenable to an extension. Um, you know, we just saw. Uh, you know, we're recording this Thursday afternoon, a few hours uh, after Jalen Brown signed a, a deal that's greater than the gross domestic product of like thirty seven countries. So um, obviously, IQ's not on that level, but uh, you know, just a sign that the the uh, the, the cap rising. Um, is going to lead way to some really significant contracts. And um, IQ may feel he wants a piece of that. Yeah, I I would say that was also the biggest probably eyebrow raiser for me during this interview was the idea that an IQ deal gets done. And he's thinking maybe slightly south of 94 years, which I think most (laughs) Knicks fans would sign up for that. I think think some people may have been a little nervous about that going to 100 million. And I've talked about it on this podcast feeling like, the IQ negotiation could be the next major standoff this Nick organization faces. But if you're talking about something south of 90 million for four years, I can't imagine there being a lot of pushback from the Nick organization. But like you said, I think we'll be curious to see um, what the deal is with, uh, with, with IQ and, and if that they can get that done. Also to start the interview, um, Trevor Keels and, uh, he mentioned the C word, which I, is something that I've, I think I've danced around or maybe poked around a little mm-hmm. bit, but he mentioned conditioning. 
potentially mm. being a problem with with what with 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 his time with the Knicks and essentially it looking like his Nick tenure is indeed over, which is pretty incredible considering he was just drafted last year. He, he was only 19 years old when they took him. Yeah, I thought the same thing. You know, I think a lot of people had, had hinted at it and maybe yeah. not addressed it directly. I don't know if if uh, Keels have, has been asked about it, and um, but it, it certainly seemed like it was a legitimate question. Um, so yeah, um, yeah, and 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 EJ, you and I talked about it coming out of Vegas. I just I would I said I'd be surprised if he was part of the you know if his two way yeah. contract. Was, was still intact uh, at because there's just again there's so much competition and so few spots even with the two way the new CBA having three two ways instead of two um, again you know uh, this doesn't mean that his time is you know uh, he'll never be a part of the organization Nick still have his G League rights I don't know if he wants to go play overseas but if he feels you know we got off to a slow start and you know I'm, I'm sure you know they the Knicks didn't want to burn any bridges I'm sure he doesn't want to burn any bridges. Um, so uh, I wouldn't be shocked to see him go back to Westchester and, you know, he's a talented kid, um, you know, played well, uh, well enough at Duke and the Knicks, uh, have a track record of drafting guys, um, yep. with talent. So we'll see if he can kind of earn his way back into the Knicks good graces. But, um, I like the Windler pickup for what it's worth. I thought it was. Yeah. Good. I want. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about. I wanted to ask you about that. What, 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 what about the winner pickup? Are you, are you, are you feeling right now? Yeah, yeah. I think the idea, just kind of the idea of of two way contracts, is to find a diamond in the rough. You know, you don't necessarily need to find a guy that you're going to plug in on a Thursday night where you know you, you plug and play on a. You know, it's not like a, a reliever. You know, you know, left situational reliever in baseball, something right. along, along those lines. This is kind of those things where you take a big picture view and say, um, you know, he's not may not be able to contribute. Um, you know, on a, on a, you know, we, we're not going to need him to contribute. Tibbs only plays nine guys anyway. Um, yeah. You take talent. You, you, you know, NBA is still after all the stuff we talk about. It's a it's a it's a talent based league, and it's primarily a three point shooting league. It's a guy that shot you know led the Ohio Valley Conference shooting 42, 43 percent um, as a as a as a as a senior at Belmont. Um, you know, he has not shot it well in the league. Um, you know, it's tough for shooters to find, kind of find their rhythm when they're playing limited minutes and coming off the bench and dealing mm-hmm. with injuries. Um, shot relatively well in the G League. Um, you know, he's a, a six eight guys that can shoot, and he's not a he's not a, a you know a sieve defensively. Like he can guard some guys. Yeah. Um, you know, has some length. Um, again, there was a reason that a lot of teams wanted him in, in 2019 when he came out, and there's a reason he went first round. Um, so yeah, you know, pick him up, scoop him up, low risk, potential decent reward. Um, I thought it was worth a roll of the dice. Yeah, I, I like to win the pickup a lot. I mean, I remember studying his game when coming out of the draft at Belmont, and it's crazy how his career has gone because at Belmont, the guy was an Iron Man. I mean, this guy was yes. 35 minutes a night, not missing any games. And it seems like as soon as he signed the NBA contract and the ink was dry, he just kept getting hurt. Broken wrist, hurt knee, hurt ankle last year, that an ankle injury that he thought was going to maybe set him out for a month, a month and a half. He ended up not being ready until February. He injured himself before the first preseason game of last year. So injuries have been a massive issue. And I saw, I read, I read an interview he did, I think in March of last year, where he finally started to get some time with the G league. And he said that, you know, he finally feels like his body is back to where it needs to be after all these injuries. So uh, Windler, he says a guy who can shoot it. He's a very skilled offensive player, not the greatest athlete, um, but is a hard-nosed defensive kind of guy. I, I feel like if he can stay healthy, he has a shot in the NBA. He just hasn't had a shot given all the injuries. One of the things I saw also was that before he got hurt in Cleveland, they said he was having his best training camp of his career. 
Uh, and there was a lot of excitement that he'd actually be in the rotation for the Cavs. Think about that Cavs rotation, one that, you know, did win all those games, but was missing clearly an offensive threat off that bench. Maybe he would have been that guy had he not got hurt. But that was a team that won 50-plus games. I mean, if they thought that Winler could play for them, and now you're getting this guy on a two-way deal, who knows what the Knicks may be getting in, uh, in Winler if he can indeed stay healthy. Yeah, definitely a guy, you know, that that's, you know, if they had to use a roster spot on him, that's a little, you know, that that could potentially be an issue. But um, to get a guy like that, you know, basically a free look at a player like that. Yeah. Uh, two-way, you know, signing a two-way contract now lets him come to Westchester, practice with the team, uh, be, you know, uh, you know, get familiar with Tibbs. You know, I'm sure all those guys look at their early. Um, and, uh, yeah, like I said, it's uh, it'll be fun to watch him, you know, kind of, uh, you know, assuming he doesn't start the season with the Knicks and doesn't earn his way on to, uh, you know, um, even the back end of the rotation, um, see kind of see what he can do in Westchester for the G League Knicks. I mentioned that he's been brittle, so I don't know if you want to throw him out there power forward, but if you are looking for that stretch forward to stay in the corner, I mean, he would fit that role. He can absolutely do that. So uh, maybe an interesting name to follow from that standpoint when we asked Ian about uh, the Knicks situation and and the powerful situation, he essentially said, they, they got to feel comfortable with it because adding a, a guy would mean going to 10 men and the Knicks don't want to go to 10 men. Uh, interesting that that is still kind of the mindset for the Knicks coming into this offseason, that the nine-man rotation is the way to go. Last year, they did it from December on. Right. Can they survive doing that from October on and then into maybe a deep postseason run? That is a little bit of a question I would have, especially considering two years ago, they played 10 men and they were a really good team as well. So I don't, I, I wonder where they kind of figure the thing out where we can't play 10 men this year, but then two years ago it was fine. And they, they were fourth in the Eastern conference. And also I think it would be beneficial for the, the, the cornerstone guys, Randall, uh, you know, if you want to include Barrett in that, obviously Brunson to limit their minutes during the regular season. Something we've talked about. So maybe right. experiment with the 10 men and figure out, you know, carve it down to nine by February, March, somewhere along those lines. And all the, all the while know that, you know, in important games, you know, maybe, you know, not, you know, the in-season tournament, let's say you put value on that. Maybe games against, uh, you know, Atlantic Division opponents where they want to, um, you know, try to secure, you know, if in towards the middle of the season they realize they might be a 4-3 battle, you know, 5-4 battle in terms of playoff seeding, um, that they want to place a little more importance and, and only go with nine guys certain nights. But, um, ideally, hopefully, um, they kind of think big picture. But as we know, Tibbs is not uh, much of a believer in the uh, the uh, load management uh, theories. Yeah, I hold my breath when uh, Tibbs embraces load management. And, <laughs> uh, well, finally, uh, what the last question I had for him, which I think is was one of the million dollar questions. I know I couldn't get a Brunton uh, one in there, but I do appreciate Ian for his time. Uh, the Joel Embiid thing, because I, and I tried to phrase it in a way that may, like could maybe explain some things beyond just what we all see, could, because it, in theory, it doesn't make sense. Like, why would the Sixers, unless they're ready to tank, even consider trading Joel Embiid unless he's going to offer the fact that he wants to be traded? He doesn't want to play for the Sixers anymore. And that has not happened. Ian made that very clear. So from his end, he says there's really nothing to see here until that happens. So is there something else beyond, like Ian mentioned, the relationships that he's had with Leon Rose, the relationships with CAA um, that you think has led us here? I don't know if I don't think Ian's holding anything back, but it does lead me to still ask the question, why do people think besides just 
seeing the tea leave that Joel Embiid will eventually be a Nick because it's almost like a it's coming like a unanimous thing when when it's talked about Joel Embiid's future. Everybody says, "Look at New York," and then I feel like every time the Knicks then end up not getting these guys, it, it becomes the Knicks fans like Joel, like Draymond Green said, are delusional when right. really it's the reporters, it's the media telling them that this is something to pay attention to. Yeah, I, I think it's a lot of it has to do with the fact that it's end of July and, and people are looking for stories. You know, we haven't yeah. had you know much meat on the bone in terms of Lillard or Harden recently. Uh, we got you know folks on ESPN who shall remain nameless saying that the Knicks should get Lillard. So that's when oh, you know geez. that uh, they're desperate for ears yeah. and eyes and and, uh, and and talking points. So yeah, I think just the, the his comments about Leon Rose, how close they are, and the relationships and all that stuff. It's just it's fodder, you know, between two big, you know, you know, kind of big six franchises with the Knicks yeah. and Sixers and MVP and, um, and and all the assets the Knicks have. It just it's just naturally that that things are going to kind of lead that way. And, and it's only a matter of time before the Donovan Mitchell stuff heats up again, too. Um, I, know. You know, I, I just saw Bonteps the other day on, a, on one of those pods. I think it was one more spot um, talking about, you know, it's uh, if he, he would trade um, Mitchell today if he was Cleveland, because, you know, you have two years if you trade him now, as opposed to next summer, he's going to be a year away from having that player option. Um, so, yeah, if you're a Knicks fan, get ready for another another kind of a round of uh, where where the Donovan Mitchell turns and then next summer will be even amped up even further, um, assuming that uh, Mitchell isn't traded and they don't make a deep run in the playoffs. Because if they were to lose in the first round or maybe even the second round, um, you know, and he doesn't agree to a contract extension. Um, that that being said, if he gets that Jalen Brown money in front of him, um, you know, he gets, you know, that may, uh, that may, that may quell <laughs> the concerns. So, uh, you know, we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, the quote from Tim Bontemps, I don't think there is any chance he signs an extension there ever. I mean, <laughs> Again, I mean, so you read these stories and you're just like, I mean, are these podcasts or these quotes? And you're just like, well, I mean, shoot. Well, what's going on? I mean, it's like it's almost like it's reading a book, but then like the chapter doesn't finish. So like, all right, it doesn't sound extension. So then what's going to happen? Because there's going to eventually be a rubber meets the road moment. And I feel like we're not that far down the road with it beat clearly. But it almost feels like that's where we're getting to, where eventually it's going to be a Joel Embiid definitely doesn't want to stay here it's gonna be all right so then what's gonna happen like it's, like Ian Bacon said will uh more even do play ball with the Knicks like he mentioned a great point about the trading within the division not being something he wants to do and we saw it with Ainge who clearly right was charging attacks yeah it's it, it's like it's like binging a, a a series and you know series is five you know five seasons and you know so your buddy tells you to watch it now we just saw at the end of season two and they give you the cliffhanger like what happens next <laughs> Yeah, NBA is a crazy world, but uh, I want to thank everybody for checking out this edition of Orange and Blue Bloods. I especially want to thank our special guest, Ian Bagley, once again, for joining us on this episode of Orange and Blue Bloods. This is a podcast you can get wherever you get your shows, including the free Odyssey app. Make sure you hit the auto-download feature on your streaming service to get these episodes every time we drop, every time we drop. Also, be sure to check us out on YouTube as well. You can find full episodes uh, as well as clips of our show on the WFAN channel. So make sure you check us out there. Tommy, let people know they can find you. At Tommy Beer on Twitter. You can find me, Stuart, on Twitter. And if you 
following the CBS Sports Radio Station. I am producing uh, the DA show for the rest of this week as well. So if you want to tune in 6 a.m. to 10 a.m., wherever you, again, Odyssey app. Also find us on SiriusXM. Uh, also can find us on YouTube on the CBS Sports channel as well. So you check me out there. But that's going to do it for this edition of Orange and Blue Plus. Thank you guys again so much for checking us out. For Tommy, I'm EJ. Take it easy, guys. Peace.